welcome to the podcast. What? Oh yeah! Listen here, baby. Dig it? You understand, baby? What? First name John, last name Baker. Uh-huh. Brother. Hello and welcome to the Podski. I am your host, the man of a thousand gimmicks, John Baker. I'm really fired up for this one today. It is going to be something that I have teased from the very beginning of the pod. We're going to be covering WWF SmackDown, Just Bring It. It was the third installment in the SmackDown series. The very first game on the PS2 for WWF. Very fired up for it. Very much love this game. It has some good things about it, but it also has some bad things about it. (laughs) Uh, Also hope that you enjoyed the new opening. Uh, Really thought that was cool to just do something on my own like that. Uh, Hope it popped the boys because it pops me every time I hear it. So with that, let's hop right in to the weekly roundup. Jones. All right, the weekly Roundup Jones. It's a big week again. This is the go home shows for All Out that is happening this Sunday, September 4th, on pay per view. If you want to watch All Out, you can get it on the BR app. Please, people, this app is not hard to use. I don't understand how people have so much trouble with this app. I have literally never had one single issue watching a pay-per-view on that app. It's way too easy. Just get an Apple TV, cast it, and just stop your bitching. (laughs) It is so easy to watch. And, But anyways, I'm very excited. Um... there, the main event is still not announced yet. I mean, it's pretty obvious that it's going to be Moxley and Punk. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do, especially after what they did last week with that whole unification match. I don't know. They're going to have to sell us. Uh, I'm recording this on Tuesday, so Dynamite hasn't happened yet. I anticipate Punk and Moxley selling their asses off in a promo. That's going to... I mean, they're two of the best talkers of in in the business right now. So I would imagine that they're going to come out guns blazing, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna talk their asses off to try to get every little last buy they can. So we'll see. I'm very excited. There's a lot to this card that I wish was a little different, but I'm so excited because it doesn't story aside, which. That's not what you want to do in wrestling. You want to have your matches mean something based off the story you've been telling. Tell your story, pal. You want them to mean something. And not all of these matches mean anything. And that really sucks. And it's been a lot of lazy booking this entire summer. And I don't know... I. A part of me wants to give them a pass because they had their three top stars out on injury and then they had a fourth who doesn't know, no one knows anything about MJF. Uh, So a part of me wants to give them a pass for it, but then a part of me is like, well, look at the rest of the roster you got. You have no excuse. So it, the, 
I'm still excited because I know we're going to get really good matches, really, really good matches. It's just that, you know, it's time to, it's time to quit the bullshit. You, you know, you, you've had a whole summer and you've drug your dicks in the sand on it. It's time to get back to business and do what you guys have done very well. And now all of a sudden aren't doing, which is telling logical storytelling. So, uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm more excited for the aftermath of all out than I am for all out, but I'll still watch. I love this company. I'll, I'm going to support them. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, there wasn't really any big, uh, news that the outside of that, um, AEW had their showcase for the fight forever game. So that kind of fits, especially with, uh, the theme of our show today, because I'm talking about, uh, a wrestling video game. So I'm talking about, uh, just bring it. So, uh, that looks really cool. That style of game is very it looks to be arcadey. It looks to be exactly. It looks like a modern day N sixty four No Mercy Revenge WCW Revenge type game. And I never played those games. I never had an N sixty four, but I've played them on an emulator, and they're pretty awesome. So uh, I have very high expectations for that. I know I shouldn't have expectations, but I have high expectations for that for this game to be really good. Um. But there's also another big show this week. We got Clash at the Castle for WWE. Uh, I think that Drew McIntyre is going to shock the world, and he's going to beat Roman Reigns for that title. And I think this is where they're going to start turning it for WrestleMania season. They got to do something. It it's it makes sense because they're you're in. Like, literally, this is the show for Drew McIntyre. Like, he's been the poster boy for this entire show. Why would you not crown him at the end of it? Makes sense. They have actual logical booking in there. They have logical minds in there now. So we'll see. There's really nobody left for Roman Reigns to beat, and he doesn't need to be champion for forever. He's got to lose at some point. You've got to put the odds against him at some point. The odds really have never really been against him. Let's be truly honest. Unless he's facing Brock Lesnar, and you never know what you're going to get whenever they're facing each other. So, I mean, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get the same match that you've seen 50 times. But you know, you know what I mean. But, um, yeah, there really wasn't anything outside of the Punk and uh, Moxley aftermath. We're still, I, I really don't have any other thoughts on that. I kind of said them last week, but uh, we'll see tomorrow night. Uh, I'm always excited for Dynamite Wednesday, so. Not really ever excited for Rampage. I'm sure they're going to try something really big for Rampage because it'll be live. So I'll, I'll definitely tune in Friday night and see what's going on. Just to, you know, you want to get ready for the pay-per-view and all that. So, but yeah, I'm excited. And uh, let's get into SmackDown. Just bring it. You heard it there from Michael Cole. Smackdown, just bring it. That audio was taken straight from the start menu. As soon as you come into the game, as soon as you hit start, you got welcome by Michael Cole, who not a huge fan of today, but actually didn't mind back then. Uh, 
so all right so this game uh, was like i mentioned before was the very first game that was brought into the playstation 2 it was a new generation from the playstation 1 there was two installments before uh just regular wwf smackdown and then the second one was wwf smackdown 2 know your role which that was the very first wrestling game that i ever had and this followed right after after i got into playstation 2 i didn't get this on release i got this one i believe for christmas in 2001 i believe because this game came out yes this game came out november 18th of 2001 i got it actually not the 2001 christmas i got it the following christmas uh christmas of 2002 is when i got it i remember when i got this game i was very devastated because i thought that i was getting smackdown shut your mouth which is the game after this one which had come out the november of 2002 so i was a whole year behind on this game so i didn't i knew about it never had played it until i got it that christmas was a little let down because i really wanted to shut your mouth but there's still a lot to like in this game the um the box art i love the box art i i'm a huge mark for the smackdown brand i love the blue the smackdown the way they had it branded i love the set too with the circles around the ramp always liked smackdown branding i always thought it was great uh this uh game it did average seven to eight out of tens from the critics so that's not terrible that seems pretty reasonable it wasn't quite the leap that everyone was kind of hoping for from playstation 1 to playstation 2 uh, it did sell more than 400,000 copies and was that got it to be released uh, as a greatest hits. So that's good in terms of sales. Uh, the going back to the box art, what one of the things that they they had the features on the back of what it featured and the big there was a lot of really cool things on the box art. So one of the things that was featured was that there was going to be thousands of moods. So one of the things I want to do with this pod as we're going through is I want to see if they delivered on their promises. Yes. Deliver on their promises. So what we're doing here is uh, I'm going to go through the features, how they played into the game, um, kind of my overall thoughts of the game as it play as I played it. And I'm going to top it off at the end with the story mode because the story mode is the biggest part of this entire game. It was supposed to be something really, really cool. It has some really cool elements to it, but I'm not going to spoil it. We'll wait till it till the end. So when you t first turn on this game, there is an intro video that if you want to watch the intro video, I sent it out on the Podski Twitter at the underscore Podski. It's up there. I sent it out uh, this week as a teaser. And uh, if you don't, if you don't have Twitter or anything like that, you can just go straight to YouTube and just type in the just bring it intro. It's one of the most infamous game trailers of all time because it's the biggest dick tease. When you turn this game on, you were thinking PlayStation two, like back in the day, you're thinking PlayStation two, we're going to get so much better graphics than what we got from PlayStation one. That that wasn't exactly the case, but 
when you turn this on, what happens in the intro is that's CGI and these models look incredible. Like they look absolutely incredible. I remember when I saw that for the first time, that's always a little thing that I like to do when I get video games. I always like to watch their intro video because the intro video gets me really hyped to play the game. So especially with wrestling games and this game didn't feature like the previous two, the previous two SmackDown games was the basically the SmackDown intro, uh, the intro video that you would get when you were watching the television show. This one was like animated CGI and it looked incredible. I mean, it is just whenever I saw this, I was like, holy shit, like we're getting like the most realistic like gameplay of all time. And that's not <laughs> that's not what we got. We did not get that at all. Um, and one of the instant things that you're going to hear right after the Michael Cole says, just bring it is you're prompted by the autosave feature, which autosave was just becoming a thing, especially at this time. But the autosave was the most annoying thing about this game. This is by above and beyond the most annoying thing. Every time the autosave function, this is what you heard. It didn't matter what you did. You always got that. It was just the most annoying thing ever because it was always just a lot of... And imagine playing this game like that, and that's what you continuously, repetitively heard every time you went to, uh, you finished a match, you came back to the main menu. That's what you were greeted with every single time. Frustrating beyond belief. Uh, but the main menu is pretty basic. You've got your exhibition, uh, theater, story, creations, stuff like pretty basic stuff. Uh, the theater mode was one thing I mentioned. What What is theater mode? Well, theater mode is something new, I believe, for the series. When you were in theater mode, it, it was pretty obvious what it was. They were just videos that you would unlock through the story mode. So I believe there was the commercial for this game, the behind the scenes of that, the commercial for the last game, the behind the scenes on that, and a greatest moments in SmackDown up to that point. And the final one was a game trailer for Dark Summit, which was a snowboarding type game. I, I When I went back and played this over the past week, I watched it and I just like, what what was the point of this? Like this, they could have tucked this away in something else. It didn't have to be like a main menu option. Uh, but back to the autosave, the load times are so slow. They're so, so, so slow. But the loading screens for them were awesome. And the loading screens were usually a wrestler uh like wallpaper type thing and inevitably when you were playing this game your parents always walked into your room when there was divas on the screen and just titties everywhere it it did not fail every time you had a loading screen up and your parents walked in it could never just be just stone cold or the rock it was always trish the cat Deborah, like they were always on the screen <laughs> and you're and your parents like you're just like i i don't know <laughs> so you're there's a little bit of embarrassment that always came into play there 
Uh, the save file for this thing, uh, just to caution you, if you do want to go back and play this game, it is enormous. If you have a standard size memory card, it is about half the size of a standard size memory card. It, that's unreal. That's why the save time, that's why the saving and the loading times were so ridiculous in this game was because the files were so huge. So if you didn't have, if you have a larger than a standard size memory card, which you can get those aftermarket now off of Amazon, it's not hard to do. But if you have like just your standard size memory card, you filled it up fast. And <laughs> I never, I don't think I've ever had that issue. I just remember I always had like five or 10 like memory cards just laying everywhere. And you never knew which one went to which game, so you always had to carry on no matter what. Uh, getting into the roster, uh, the roster for the time, this was released right after the invasion. And you would expect a really big roster, and this roster was trimmed from the previous game. The previous game, SmackDown 2 Know Your Role, had... 60 wrestlers this one had 44 and that's even including the unlockables so that's pretty that's a big letdown especially when your playstation 1 game has more characters in it than your playstation 2 game that's supposed to be more powerful and has you know all these new features that the previous one can't do and you're getting you know what 16 less characters so i mean it's crazy uh, I because like when you're going through the list, you're like, well, you know, they easily could have put in RVD, they could have had Booker T, they could have had DDP. Like, where were these guys from the invasion? So I know that a lot of guys, uh, they did get pulled from the, like mid like mid production. They got pulled. I'm not sure why. Doesn't make much sense, but it is what it is. But thank God we got Fred Durst. <laughs> But when, when you would play the story, you could unlock Fred Durst. Yes, I said Fred Durst. Yes, the lead singer from Limp Biscuit is who you could unlock and you could wrestle with him in the game. Now, that sounds strange to, uh, back then, but that's it's something that 2K22 does with Machine Gun Kelly and logan paul i mean logan paul's not an artist like that but that's that's kind of what's happening now then the only reason that fred durst was in the game was because they used undertaker's rolling theme and so the only way they could get that license was if they put fred durst in the game which that's neither here nor there but it, it's a cool little feature it, it, i thought it was cool back in the day it's kind of whatever now uh but I think that's something that definitely kind of set the standard for today's kind of things. Uh, each wrestler now has two finishers. Uh, so what I mean by two finishers would be like Undertaker having the Tombstone Pile Driver and the Last Ride. The Rock has a Rock Bottom and the People's Elbow. Chris Jericho had the Walls of Jericho and the Lion Tamer. Kurt Angle had the ankle lock and the angle slam. So that gave a lot of variety to moves and matches. So that's one of the things that they said that they delivered on in the features was thousands of moves. They definitely delivered on that. Um, one thing that uh, 
definitely stood out with each of these finishers was the animations. There was little tweaks to each little uh, animation for the finisher. So Stone Cold. Yes, I said Stone Cold. He would have two different animations where one, it was like a supercell from Rock or like just your standard uh, Stone Cold Stunner. So that's cool uh, as well. So it definitely delivers in the thousands of moves department. Um, One of the things that definitely stands out as soon as you get in-game is the entrances. If you played SmackDown and SmackDown 2 on PS1, you just had your in-game model doing a basic walk to the ring, and then they had the Titantron behind them as the full-screen movie behind them. So this now expanded into um, a full-length entrance in the arena. Very, very cool. I thought that the arenas in this game look incredible. They really, I think, I thought they really captured the time. They're well lit. They have a lot of, uh, I mean, we're talking about PlayStation, like 2D crowd. So like they're moving, they're active. It looks good, especially from if you're playing PS1 and you're now seeing this game on the PS2. Like it, it looks, it, there is a graphical upgrade for sure. Um, the models though are a little bit less than to be desired they could be a lot better the especially when you see smackdown shut your mouth which is the very next game the graphics got in, were incredibly enhanced in that game these kind of felt like little tweaks just to ps1 characters so that's a little bit of a letdown personally especially whenever you are anticipating like this is the the next generation console you should get really much better graphics and player models and stuff like that and we just didn't get that with shut your mouth so that is a thumbs down in my category uh but one of the things that uh they did feature on the box art is full length entrances so that's another delivers we got two delivered two of the things they delivered on already so that's great uh another thing with the entrances they have tag team entrances now uh from the previous games they kind of had just generic walking out now they had actual, like, the Hardy Boys would come out and do their full, like, whole gimmick with the fingers. The Jeff Hardy did the whole dance. And then if you had Lita, she would come out and do that as well. So it would, they had three-man entrances, and it they look great. They were actually really, really well done. Very well done. The Pyro, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Pyro uh, mark. I love Pyro so much. The Pyro does look pretty good. I'll give it a I'll give it a thumbs up on the pyro. Another really cool thing about this game is that they actually have a ref in the ring. That is that was really cool. It, they actually had a ref in there. You could add multiple refs. They could be um, any character from the game. It kind of got a little messed up though sometimes, like attire wise. I believe the shirt would be the uh, ref shirt would be pulled. Um, right over top of what they're already wearing, so it, it, it didn't always map very well on them. But it's still pretty cool. But the aside from the caution autosave feature, the most thing that this game is legendary for throughout the masses is the commentary. This game featured on the box art, going back to the box art for a feature, said that 
they were going to have commentary team taz and michael cole and they have their in-game renders in on the box art so you would assume that they would have them animated and doing all kinds of stuff like the camera would cut over to them and talk to them like they would do like interviews and stuff like that you would see like on the tv show so thought you would expect that that would happen that was not the case this this is legendary if you've never played this game this is the type of commentary you were getting as you played So, as you can imagine, the commentary is bad, and it was very erratic, and it was very choppy. Clearly, all they did was just, they gave them a list of words to say. They said them monotone or different ways of excitement and stuff like that, and then they just pieced them together. Which was very common in video games back then, but this is just very poorly put together. And was one of the reasons why we didn't get commentary for several games after, because they got such a bad rap for this commentary <laughs> um so i already did mention the arenas and how well they look and how well lit they are you do get your standard um smackdown and raw arenas i think they look great i really really like the arenas in this game the only letdown i would say about the arenas is that they're not catering to the uh, each set that each pay-per-view would have you had a standard pay-per-view uh, arena and then there was just different skins with the different shows so you could do a fully loaded show and armageddon they would look exactly the same but they would just have the different logos plastered plastered everywhere so that's a little bit of a letdown uh the other thing that they did have in this game was the very first uh, wrestlemania 17 um arena which is really cool because everyone that that's that's the best wrestlemania of all time let's hands down let's let's not beat around the bush we all know and we all know that that's the best one ever um but another really cool thing about this game is that they had Times square and they had wwf new york as places like you could really wrestle anywhere in this game you could go to the boiler room if you knew how to knock the wall down right you could fight in a bar you could fight in the streets, outside the arena, WWF New York, as I said, and in, uh, like, just, it was awesome. Like, you could fight anywhere you wanted to. They, they it, This all does look great as well. Thumbs up for the options to play this game wherever you wanted to. And I really, really liked it. It's really cool. Um, one of the things that was else was on the box is the thousands of matches that one is a a head scratcher from the previous game we only got three new match types the three new match types were last man standing ultimate submission and street fight and if you don't know what the last man standing match is that's where you knock your opponent down for a 10 count and if your opponent stays down for the 10 count then you win 
the ultimate submission is just like an Iron Man match, except only you can only win by submission. And we all know what Street Fight is. Uh, my biggest disappointment when I played the game was the Hell in a Cell. The Hell in a Cell was always one of my favorite matches when I was a kid, just because it was just always the the biggest hype match. Always something crazy went down. Someone was flying off the top, through it. So you always wanted to recreate that. And that is absolutely not what we would get in the game. What we got in the game was just literally a steel cage with a roof on it. <laughs> like, the, the Hell in a Cell was such a big letdown. And one of the features that the Hell in a Cell had was that it had uh, pods, basically, where you could throw somebody through them and then that's how you would escape and then be able to get on top but it just it wasn't hell in a cell it was a steel cage with a roof on it and it's it's a huge letdown uh the tables matches way too hard i i tried to do a tables match and it was so frustrating i had to quit you no sooner got somebody on a table and you did a move and you just fell off and the table wouldn't break so it was very frustrating um, the Royal Rumble is very chaotic, but uh, you can uh, have eight people in the ring at a time. That was something that you couldn't do before and something that you couldn't do for years after. The max people you could only have in the ring for most of these games was only six, and this one had eight. So that one kind of sting, that one, it was awesome, but it got a little chaotic at times, and it was really hard because the targeting system wasn't really fleshed out very well. So you would try to go for somebody, and you would miss, and it got a little chaotic at times, but having the option to have eight people in the ring at one time was, was amazing, absolutely amazing for the time. Um, there are no title matches. That's a huge bummer. Couldn't put titles on the line. The only time you ever saw the titles was in the story mode. And you couldn't take them out like the... If you pick Stone Cold, you couldn't have Stone Cold with the belt walk into the ring in just a regular exhibition match. The ringside area. This is one of the things that is really frustrating uh, about the ringside area. The ringside area is enormous. You could lay... it the The, the outside... The ringside area was like 20 feet wide like you could have they could have easily put a hell in a cell in there but for some reason they didn't it was just ridiculously wide and the crowd is 2d and if you throw your opponent into the crowd the crowd kind of folds like paper out and they don't really they, they give you room to do the moves but it just looks silly and especially a major letdown when you're going from the playstation 1 to the playstation 2 you're expecting something really cool and you do get something cool but you it's not it gives you kind of what you want but not everything that you wanted so it's it that that kind of that really that visually when you go back and look at it now it that does not hold up very well um the creation suite I never really did the create the creation suites. I do it. That's all that I basically do in the new games now. But this one, I didn't really do it 
you could go online at the time and you can pull the codes for how to create wrestlers. Like you could go in and you can create anybody you want because they gave you all of that stuff. You just had to unlock it or dig through all of the all of the options to find them. You could really you could put together anybody you really wanted to. But uh, one thing that was really cool about the creation suite, uh, creative stable is back. Obviously, creative superstars in there. Uh, creative taunt is in there as well. That's kind of cool. You could really make your own taunt. I, again, I never really did this stuff, so I can't really speak on that. But uh, that you could also do. Um, you could change uh, superstars move set. Uh, you could change their entrance and their um, their mini movie or the Titan Tron movie as well. You could do. You could edit those things on those superstars. So the creation suite. A lot of people gave it a thumbs up back in the day, so I'll give it a thumbs up as well. All right, so for the main event, we're going to cover the story mode. The story mode is what the, is one of the things that the game really was hyping up was the fact that you were going to have an immersive enhanced story mode. And this, I'm going to run down everything that happened because I remember this. This is exactly what happened to me when I played the story mode. And you will be, I'll let you guys be the judge of how immersive this story is. So when you go into the story mode, you can choose your character. I think we're pretty much all know who I'm choosing. Triple H. As soon as you pick your character, it jumps you right into a cutscene, and it's you in a back hallway in the arena. The raw music is playing, and Vince approaches you and gives you the option of joining a tag team or going as a single star, which now this is really cool. Now you have choices, and you can do a tag team, or you could go for the world title. I didn't want to go for the tag team champions. I want to go for the world title. So I chose the singles. And um, if you now, if you were playing this game and you did choose the tag option, what would happen next would be you would go into a backstage area and you would be able to maneuver through the backstage area and find your tag team partner. That is really cool. That is not, that hasn't been anything we've ever seen in a game before. And it was that that part is really cool, but that's not what happened to me. <laughs> so I chose to be a single star. It cuts to a mini movie for the intro of Raw is War. Now these are in-game models that are doing like moves on each other, and it's like exactly like you would see on television. That was awesome. Huge thumbs up for that. That right there, grade A. Mwah. Love that. That was great. So, after the mini-movie plays, Crash Holly is in the ring talking trash about the champ. My music hits, and I come out, and I start trash-talking, and I get the option to either continue trash-talking or attack. Me, naturally, I chose attack, and I run down to the ring, and we have a match. So, me and Crash Holly have a match. I beat his ass, music hits, 
Vince McMahon comes out now, and this is where it gets a little weird. Like, he's pissed at me because I didn't take him up on his tag team championship opportunity, and he wants to make it make it hard for me to advance in the rankings for the world title. So he's like, I'm going to put you in a match later tonight. So now, well, okay, is it gonna, am I going to have to face somebody at tables match? Like a two-on-one? Is a steel cage? Nope. I'm facing Crash Holly again. I just faced him. I have, I'm going to have a singles match with him now at the end of the show. So <laughs> I beat his ass again. And there's a cut scene of us still talking trash. I'm going up the ramp because I beat his ass. And I'm going back up the ramp. And then now it cuts to SmackDown. Now, uh, SmackDown starts. Eddie is in the ring. And he's talking He's talking trash about me because he's a number one contender. And I was like, okay, so Eddie Guerrero, 2001, can, number one contender. Okay, so now I come out and I said, I'm going to face him for the number one contender spot. And then it gives me three choices. Take a guess on what the three choices of those matches were. Are three brand new match types. Very smart by the developers to put that in there as a, a way to get your three new matches how to highlight them and get people to play them and want to play them that was the only way to unlock them as well so you had to if you wanted to unlock all three you had to play this three times so i chose last man standing so i beat eddie guerrero's ass and now austin comes out and austin is in street clothes he's in the, the black t-shirt the jorts double knee braces with the title, like, he looks fucking awesome. Like, this is exactly what I wanted in a video game. This is, like, exactly what I want. Choices, cutscenes, and a story. So, even though the story seems a little strange because it, I'm, I'm facing mid-card jobbers, but anyways, back to it. Austin starts talking trash to me and saying that, you know, I'll never be able to take the title from him. And then the scene ends and it goes black now all of a sudden a very dramatic mini movie it very similar to what the raw opening was with the mini movie with the characters so it's me and steve and they're it's a pay-per-view all of a sudden we're at we're at wrestlemania 17 uh so what the hell like i just faced crash holly on raw I faced Eddie Guerrero on SmackDown and now it's WrestleMania 17. What? That doesn't make any sense. What, where, where's Undertaker? Where's Rock? Where's Angle? Why am I not facing them to get to the title? How am I all of a sudden at WrestleMania 17? Doesn't make any sense. So Anyways, you get excited though because you're seeing the, the the mini movies and stuff like that. Like they're they look they look great. So the show starts. Vince comes out, and he <laughs> he is now instituting a special stipulation to me and Steve Austin. And guess what the stipulation is? A last man standing. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm having a last man standing match that I already just did on what would have been Thursday night. Sunday night, I'm doing another last man standing match for the world title at WrestleMania 17. Like, okay. So I get in there. I beat Stone Cold's ass. The confetti's dropping. It says I'm the winner. And then it just goes black and right into the credits. I, this is, I have no words. This story mode is three matches. It doesn't matter which way you do it. You will always get three matches. Now, I don't even remember the tag team one. If you choose a tag team, I just know that if you do choose a tag team in the beginning, you will be able to walk around the backstage area. You'll be able to go to the entrance of the arena, go out to uh, the parking lot, the, um, Times Square, you'll be able to walk out everywhere and do all that, which is cool, but it doesn't matter. You're only getting three matches, and then that's the end of your story. And it's very... <laughs> it's such a letdown, because this game had so much more to give. And uh, it hurts. It hurts, because that is exactly what happened to me on Christmas Day of 2002. I played those three matches and that was it in story mode. And I was left like, what is, what do I do now? What is there left for me to do? It's, it's unreal. <laughs> it's it, all you can do is just laugh because it, I, I don't want to shit all over this game because it is an awesome game. I encourage everyone to go back and play it, but the, the commentary and the story mode it it's what you can't give the game a pass for it that is what made that's what holds this game back so much because what we what we did eventually then get and what we got previously and previously what you got on playstation one in smackdown 2 i believe you got a two-year story mode now the story mode never really made sense and there was no really like progression system of how and when things happen so it didn't make a lot of sense. Like you couldn't just start and work your way up the rankings and then you challenge for the title. It none of there there's like people don't know how to, the formula works today. It makes no sense. <laughs> but uh so whenever you so now when you're going to PlayStation 2, you have high hopes and you know, like for what the story mode is, the 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 things that really were put there, really cool but there, there should have been so much more and that's what you just can't give a pass on this game for. Uh, but yeah. So what do you guys think? Did you guys play this game? I know that I, I still play it. I get, I get in the feels whenever I play this game. It there's, I, I mean, I'm not going to go back and really dig into, you know, story mode or anything like that because I've already done it so many times. You can do all kinds of variations for depending on who you choose, you will get the different variations for different titles. You don't always have to go for the world title. Um, I believe if you start as undertaker, you're already the tag champ. So you have to just basically just defend your title. It, I mean, it, it just, it, I'm making it seem like it's really bad, but when you play it for the first time, you're like, wow, this is really cool. And then, you get the you just get the taste of it and you're like wow this is really great and you get to the end and you're like fuck that's it it's 
So it that part sucks. But anyways, what are your thoughts on SmackDown? Just bring it. And uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. Okay, that was my review of SmackDown. Just bring it for the PlayStation 2. I hope you all enjoyed. I really enjoyed myself. I really want to give that game. I'm going to stick to with the critics. I think it's a solid 7.5 out of 10 i really enjoyed it it's it's a it's not a bad game i really like it it just has the the things that it does bad you can't look past (laughs) so let me know what you think check us out on uh twitter at the underscore podski let me know what your thoughts are uh we're gonna be covering aew's all out uh that's gonna be happening this weekend we're gonna review that next week on the pod uh if there's anything else you guys want to talk about let me know on twitter or let me know what your thoughts are on all out any questions you might have about all out throw them on twitter we'll answer them here on the pod we're now on apple Podcasts. we've been on spotify so please continue listening wherever you're getting your podcasts from and we will see you next week on the pod ski